Welcome back to Unboxing Logistics. This is the podcast from Easy Post where we talk about all of the latest trends and interesting things going on in the logistics industry. My name is Lori Boyer and I am your host as always. And today we are going to be getting on, everyone get out your nerd glasses because we are going to be talking all about data and analytics and introducing a really cool new tool from Easy Post called Easy Post Analytics. It's a really awesome offering that is going to really help change things and be a real game changer for people in the industry. So because of that, I have invited back for his second round on the show. I'm introducing the one and only James Sutton. James, can you introduce yourself? Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me back. Uh, my name is James Sutton, formerly co-founder and CTO of Elevate, uh, now leading the engineering team at DC Post Analytics. Uh, happy to talk to you again today. Woohoo! So excited to have you here. Um, what are a couple of things that have happened since the last time we saw you? I believe I heard through the grapevine that your family grew a little. Yeah, I uh, welcomed uh, my son to the world, second kid. He's now a little over two months old. Uh, so I've got two kids. Around, uh, my older daughter is uh, two years old, and then younger son is, is 10, 10 weeks old now. So very busy household, but having a lot of fun. I love it. You see how he's throwing out the numbers at us already, you guys? Got the 10 <laughs> weeks, the two months, the two years. So again, good thing you got those nerd <laughs> classes on. We're ready. Um, James, this season, I have been asking all of our guests two questions to get to know them. So the first one is, I want to get to know who James Sutton was in high school. What were you like as a high schooler? Oh, good question. Um, let's see, I'm, my activities and what I was interested in high school, I like started working at Best Buy when I was 16. So that was like sophomore in high school. I started working on weekends and evenings. I got really into technology and computers and video games kind of at an early age. Uh, I also played baseball uh, for several years in high school. So I have that kind of sports aspect. And then I was in marching band and, and uh, regular band as well. So I enjoyed playing brass instruments uh, in high school. Always trying to find ways to fill my time with with activities. But I think I actually liked working at Best Buy the best of, of any of the things I did in high school. Okay, that's so awesome. First thing, I didn't hear a single whisper about grades. Was that a purposeful <laughs> elimination or uh, how did you do academically? Were you the nerd? Were I mean, you I, the, uh, skated by? No, I, I got good grades, but I didn't, wasn't that interested in school where I overachieved and had like a 4.6 and took a bunch of AP classes and and uh, I feel like now in life, I think back like maybe I should have uh, focus on that a little bit more and what what would have changed but at the same time i like learned a ton about business and technology and 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 piqued my interest on how to, how businesses work and how i can make money myself at a, at a young age that um honestly became invaluable as i moved through my career just understanding how retail operations work and and how businesses work uh, I, I gained different experience than, than initially in the classroom I love it. I love it so much. I mean, I took the AP classes and got pretty good grades too, but I always think the same. You know, we get older, we're like, maybe I could have studied a little more or something, but yeah. I love it. What did you play in baseball? What was your position? Uh, I was a pitcher until I kind of threw my arm out, but always like uh, infield shortstop or third base uh, was kind of my everyday position. Okay, cool. All right, question number two, James. This is a looking forward instead of looking back. Um, if you won the lottery today, how would your life look different? 
Uh, good question. I would probably work a little bit less and I'd spend, you know, maybe more time with my kids, more time playing golf, um, more time cooking, more time with family. Don't uh, I remember that no, you like to cook? Probably not. No, you don't <laughs> like to cook. No, I, I do, but I think I would just like have food on demand. Like I'd probably hire a chef if never, if I never oh, have to worry about money. So that would be I, I think like having, having kids is to change my perspective of time management. And where I kind of generally try to spend my, like where I put my time. And so um, I'm definitely pro like hiring services to free up time to do other things. Um, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to talk to my husband about, I'll tell him, I, <laughs> I spoke to this real like genius, high level, really accomplished person. And they said we should definitely hire out those services. So we'll see if that works. <laughs> okay. We are going to talk, I kind of teased it earlier, but we have introduced this really awesome new offering called EP Analytics. And it is just, well, James is going to tell you everything about what it is and what it does and if you think it's the right kind of thing for you. But before we even get into that, um, why, James, do you feel like analytics, or maybe you don't, maybe you're like, analytics are lame. I highly doubt that considering your job role. But why do you think analytics have become such a focus and are so important in the logistics industry today? Yeah, I would say that um, having the right visibility into performance metrics and what's happening in an operation through the data can uh, empower operations to be more efficient uh, and save money, but also execute at a high level, which is more and more required as customers' expectations have changed in the last decade. Um, it's actually really difficult to do what Amazon is doing by offering two-day delivery everywhere. Uh, and, and there's a lot of systems, people, processes, technology involved in order to make that possible. Um, and analytics is kind of the glue that sits on top of all that to uh, inform leaders how things are going and, and find the exceptions they need in order to make, make process changes or technology changes or, or just inform uh, the important stakeholders like customers uh, what the impacts of certain decisions are. I love that. So I heard visibility being really crucial. Infi efficiency is a big part of analytics, as you said. Um, and then just that overall performance execution, improving through analytics. Uh, interesting, you kind of mentioned the tech stack um, and, and all the technology that's important in there. You know, I was just speaking with somebody recently who shared that the average company has seven to nine at least technologies and whatnot. So there's a little lot of data already out there. How would you feel like, why don't you explain what EP Analytics is and how it would work on top of or in conjunction with some of these other technologies? Yeah, so EasyBus Analytics is a platform that sits on top of operational uh, transactional systems that uh, shippers are using today in order to, to run their business. So a warehouse uses a warehouse management system to receive things and to process orders and to process returns. Uh, large organizations may use an order management system to allocate orders to different uh, facilities ba based off of different business logic. Um, warehouses may use a TMS or or EasyPost or uh, some type of label generation software to buy labels to ship through U USPS or, or UPS or LTL providers. Um, yeah, they, they, there may be inbound management systems. So, and then all of the financials load into some type of ERP of sorts, right? And so there's like a system for every purpose to run a business. Um, each one of them may or may not have their own reporting platform built into it. But EasyPost Analytics, the goal is to 
integrate all those systems data and call to action, uh, the different steps throughout the operational order lifecycle uh, that need opportunity or just show that you're doing things well. Um, so there's timestamps throughout every uh, step throughout the like a, an order process, and we're monitoring and measuring those those events to see if there things are being done uh, the way that uh, the process is set up to do. Okay, that is a great explanation. Um, I'm going to dig into some of the nitty gritty of some of the different pieces of what you're what that actually looks like. But I'm wondering what inspired kind of the creation of this this offering. Yeah, so a few of us were working at different retailers uh, three or four years ago and honestly built some light version of Easy Post Analytics on the client side. Um, and a lot of companies do that today. You've got some type of data team, you've got some type of analytics team, you've got business stakeholders within supply chain, functional areas that are like responsible for order management or responsible for the warehouse performance and the financials. And so they go out and, and that's what I did at a retailer a few years ago is you go and build the right visibility you need in order to like have access to the information you need to make decisions. Um, and we realized that like, why am I spending six months to a year to two years building this internally when this should just be a platform because everyone really is trying to measure the same things. Uh, and, and understand the same metrics in order to run an operation. So we went out to achieve building a platform to do just that. And that's what we have now today is Easy Post Analytics. So we have a few functional offerings that help either a warehouse operate successfully from uh, inbound receipts all the way back through the outbound operation, inventory management. We have omnichannel operations uh, offering that helps uh, complete order management visibility across facilities, including store for fulfillment, same day delivery, um, and available to province inventory. And then we have parcel visibility, which is where our relationship with EasyPost started um, and is getting a lot, a lot of traction across EasyPost customers is just getting better visibility into after you ship it, what the carrier is doing and, and, and how many of those parcels are opening, how many exceptions do you have, what is the delivery performance of, uh, of your customers. Okay, awesome. So I jotted down some that I'm gonna wanna jump back to, warehouse, omni-channel, parcel visibility. Um, before that, even though, I'm wondering who would the primary target be for this kind of, of platform? What is it? Who, who if, our, if we have our community out there right now listening in, how would somebody know if this is probably right for them and up their alley? Yeah, we're really any shipper. So anyone who is running some type of supply chain operation, whether it's a DC, 3PL, a mix of those stores, uh, anybody who's shipping something that needs the right visibility that uh, from orders to delivery or help running their facility, uh, easy posting analytics can be a solution. I would say the more complex, the more important it is to have the right visibility, the right solution like this, and honestly, the more ROI. So if you have multiple DCs or and or a mix of 3PLs and you're using stores uh, to ship from or to uh, allow your customers to pick up from, um, or the, the more complex, the more ROI you'll see out of a solution like this. Okay, great. And so you mentioned omni-channel right there. So for any of you who are omni-channel, I would love to jump into that first, if you don't mind. What What is it that EP Analytics does for omni-channel? What are the analytics that are really crucial for omni-channel operations? Yeah, so omni-channel operations was our first module that we developed. And it primarily sits on top of the order management system. And we have pre-built integrations with Manhattan Active uh, OMS, which is uh, 
really best in class and one of the uh, leading order management solutions in the cloud today. We also have a pre-built integration with IBM Sterling, which uh, used to be a lot more popular five, 10 years ago, but a lot of big, big shippers still use today. Um, and what we do is we, we pull the data from those transactional systems and we, it goes into a data model that we combine with all the tracking data about those shipments so that retailers and shippers can understand uh, everything in the order management process and, and manage our facilities from a processing SLA, as well as what you're delivering from a delivery SLA to your customers. Um, also, the in Omnichannel, uh, the, the concept of inventory can be complicated and, and available to promise inventory. So we're helping uh, give visibility into what uh, sh shippers or retailers are offering on the website uh, after you back out like safety stock and other business rules. Um, and then finally, it's combining with other forecast data and other inputs to understand all the complexities within an omnichannel operation and, and how volume is coming in compared to that. Okay, so James, can you walk me through it? Like, let's pretend I was a fifth grader. We both know that's about where my brain level is, right? <laughs> let's say I'm in an omni-channel operation. <clears throat> what, you know, pretend that we're going through a scenario. What are some of those challenges I might see and how does it, you know, apply? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the biggest challenges for omni-channel retailers that uh, have stores that are fulfilling orders is just managing that store fleet and, and understanding performance of how each store is doing. And we measure, measure that in terms of like fill rate. So how much stores are canceling and, and how much they're shipping out and then processing SLA. So how many of them are processing things on time? And in stores, it's not like a, like a DC where you've ended data process things. A lot of times you set these like really aggressive customer targets. Like I order online, I could pick it up at the local target in an hour or two hours. That means that I like that target location has to have a picker and go like, go find that item and make that available in an hour, two hours. And we're uh, on the back end determining how many of those orders meet that SLA that you're communicating with the customer. So having the, the data at a store level, so you can see, okay, in this district, these stores are doing well, these stores may need some management coaching. Uh, these stores, you know, are getting a ton of volume. Is that is that appropriate? So I think managing a store fleet is a really good example of how using analytics platform to help uh, drive like change management in stores. Yeah, I love that. So you could compare even if you were like you had a store in Seattle versus a, a store in New York or something, and you can be watching and, and seeing what kind of different trends as well as challenges and put your inventory as well as um, your efforts and your attention on processes and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, what what's typically happening our customers are using it for is there's Omnichannel analysts that are reviewing this on a regular basis and and physically calling stores when they're aging orders um, or they're having bad performance just to check to see like hey like you know like we we as a company want to deliver the same performance across the country and the same experience and so there's just a change management aspect to make sure that you have the right level of uh, communication about expectations uh, across the store base. Yeah, that's great. Change management can be so painful sometimes. So I love being able to throw things into just data. You know, this is what the data is saying. So we need to to make some changes. So awesome. Okay, if you're going to pick the next element of of EP analytics that you'd want to discuss, what would you uh, come up with next? Warehouse, parcel visibility? Yeah, let's talk about warehouse. I think uh, we're, we're really excited about some of the new developments we did in warehouse operations this past year. 
Um, in particular, what we've we've uh, developed in the labor management space on top of Manhattan Actives offering. Um, so we now have a full module to help warehouses operate effectively and give the right visibility to each functional area in terms of what their backlog is. So like if you're inbound, how many POs do I have coming in? How many trailers are sitting in the yard? Uh, what is my performance? So uh, like picking, like how many how many picks that I had this past hour? What is my average pick rate? Um, and then uh, the cost aspect is, is really generally men uh, measured in terms of like UPH. So that's like productivity metrics, which is what we would do within uh, labor management. So units processed per hour. Um, we not have pre-built reporting throughout uh, inbound, picking, packing, put away, uh, replenishment, as well as uh, inventory reporting around like space utilization. So we've developed this like kind of whole suite of real-time reports that uh, operators can use in order to run a, a DC more effectively. Um, and, you know, I, I just don't think that there's actually that many competitors in that space um, that are doing well. A lot of the a lot of the other reports you see in a DC are like just paginated like open orders report. Here's the 500 orders that are open, not like an analytics environment where you, you see the metrics you need to know at a high level and then you can drill into more details. And so that's what what we're what we're doing for those customers. So how often is that data updated? Is it something that you check in on each day? Is it something that's real-time updated? How does that work? Yeah, generally we say it's like every 15 minutes. So we we have a, a kind of a streaming pipeline and run run incremental updates. And so um, it it's near real-time enough to for an operation. Like I don't, like DC operations can't do, make really good decisions on like daily updates. Uh, and even sometimes hourly updates aren't good enough. So we try to target 15 minutes or less uh, in terms of how, how fresh the data is. That's great. I mean, 15 minutes feels pretty fresh. So does it give our customers any sort of notifications or alerts or anything if maybe there's a red flag or something going on that like has really backed up or slowed down? Does it give them uh, general baselines of over time, like this is what you tend to average and you're seeing above and below that? Is that something that comes with it? Yeah, so during implementation, we try to set targets, especially in terms of like UPH, because every facility can be different depending on the product portfolio. Um, so we set targets and then we can measure against that target. Uh, we do have a suite of alerts. Uh, that is something we're honestly trying to work on a little bit more this year is, is build more proactive anomaly detection uh, using, you know, buzzword AI. That's something that we want to build out this year. But right now we have... Uh, a suite of, of alerts that are just like uh, criteria. If certain criteria are met, then we'll trigger off an email to whoever is concerned. But um, right now it's it's mostly giving like the right visibility to the right metrics, to the right stakeholders and letting them run their own business. Um, rather than dictating what they do, we just want to give them access to the information in an easy way. Okay, that's super cool community out there, you got a little sneak peek right there at James's roadmap. So additional alerts, I think all of that is really critical today where we're so busy that sometimes we might not notice anything's going bad until it actually happens. So that's really cool that you're working on that. Anything else you wanna say about warehouse or should we move on over to parcel visibility? Now, the last thing I would say about warehouse is uh, we do have some customers that are putting East Coast Analytics dashboards on TVs throughout the DC so that uh, operators can see their performance in real time. And I think that's a really cool use case. 
Um, most of our customers, especially the omni-channel, are like accessing our computers or their phones. It's very mobile friendly. Uh, but seeing it on TVs in the building is is really cool. Okay, I love that. And I just had to say, in a year, a year from now, everybody listening, come back and talk to me. We should have a little contest or something where we ask customers what are the cool ways they've been using it? Because I can totally see, you know, using TVs and having fun labor contests and different things that you can get going and setting targets and goals. And so that's something I always love to hear from customers is, is what creative ways that they are taking data and using it for their um, promotion. So that's a note for me. We're going to try to remember and, and reach out. That way cool. Okay. Parcel visibility, it's hard to say, maybe even harder to track sometimes. Tell us what uh, AP Analytics does for parcel visibility. Yeah, so there's really three things that, that we're doing for customers. Um, one is giving access to all the shipment data in near real time uh, across you know the 100 plus carriers EasyPost supports in terms of tracking events uh, throughout the, the ship to deliver lifecycle. Um, so we measure that in terms of delivery performance. So once things are delivered, we are measuring like what those time of transit days are, the business days, and we're really auditing the carrier service based off a of destination to, to just show performance across the network. Uh, and just having that visibility can, can call to action some things on like, should I change my logic on the front end? Am I shipping the right profile for, for uh, to have the right business logic in place? Um, so that's one. Two is uh, understanding uh, once something ships but not delivered yet, how many open shipments do I have? Do I have anything that's aging? Um, and, and do I have any that are, that are falling behind or is everything like kind of on the delivery schedule as expected? Just having that visibility on the shipper side and aggregate is really helpful to understand and, and uh, facilitate better conversations with your carriers. Um, I think uh, like solutions like Narvar or AfterShip have gotten really popular in the last you know couple of decades, and everyone uses them. And so the sometimes the customers know more about shipments than the actual shipper does, because you're paying Narvar and the customer knows about it, but the you know shipper doesn't have the data back. And so we're we're providing that data back and empowering the shipper. And then the third thing is exceptions. So there's really four key exceptions that we're we're currently monitoring for, and we're constantly looking into building more. Um, but cartons that are stuck in pre-transit, so like you've a label, um, but it hasn't had an origin scan yet. If that's aging over a few days, you want to know about it because it could be like a, a stuck trailer. Um, aging in transit, so this could be like lost shipments, uh, just having visibility anything that that's like been in transit for too long and should have delivered but isn't delivered. Uh, return to sender and failed. So um, just having the right data and how often things are happening and be able to like have that back so you can either send that over to customer care and have those customers contacted before they contact you. Uh, there's a lot of like cool use cases on how you can leverage it. Um, but it starts with just getting the right visibility into your supply chain. So James, um, does it work across all the types of carriers, whether it's flight, ship, train, you know, truck? Uh, are we seeing the visibility throughout the full cycle? Yeah, so parcel visibility is currently focused on just parcels. So if you're shipping things LTL or or truckload, um, we do have more custom products that we can still support use cases. So just still reach out to us. But the standard offering is just for parcel shipping, and it uh, we actually benchmark those different 
uh, levels against each other. So we put things into standardized segments. If it's next day air, two day air, three day select ground or or like an economy shift uh, level. And so that way you can at least like normalize that and see across FedEx, UPS, UPS, across similar like price points, like how well are things performing? Okay. And I, that it's just so important today. It feels like the disruptions in the last, maybe it's just my mom brain exploding because I think of things with the kids, but with all the geopolitical issues, with all the natural disasters, with all of the labor disputes, with all, it just seems like there's often challenges from carrier to carrier. And so I love that, that visibility piece. So I think that's really cool. Okay. Anything else on that before I have some questions? that I have curated from our community. Um, but anything else you wanted to say about that before we uh, jump to those? No, let's jump to the question. Okay, let's put James in the hot seat. Okay, integration, first question, always the question. Integrations, integrations can be the bane of people's lives. And as we mentioned earlier, most people have a lot of different softwares and systems. So how easily is it integrated into their current systems? Yeah, I mean, from, from the beginning, our value add uh, has been speed to, to uh, implementation. Um, and the reason why it's that is because we have these pre-built connectors uh, on top of these popular systems um, that use standardized schemas across customers. So. Uh, since we've developed this integration with Manhattan Active's products and other popular supply chain softwares, we can implement in weeks and we actually do the work. So, in weeks, um, instead in of weeks, James, yeah. weeks. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. Um, and so, and so the, our goal was to have limited IT involvement. We want to, the IT team to own it and to help set up the resources. Because uh, we like to host in a customer-managed Google Cloud project, so you own your own data. Um, but after the initial configuration is set up, we do the rest of the work of setting up the pipelines and the integrations um, on a customer's behalf. Um, and then we support it as well as, as things move forward. Um, and, and that's part of our business model is since we have that experience, we, we, we help own that so that you, the supply chain team doesn't have to, have to worry about it. Um, for EC Post customers, for parcel visibility, it's really easy. Uh, it's really just adding a, a webhook to, to their account and, and, and we do the rest. Uh, for the other enterprise offerings like the omnichannel operations or, or warehouse operations that have more robust integrations with other systems like WMS or OMS, um, that's a little bit more involved. But, but again, we do the work. So can you get then, James, like parcel visibility as a standalone module? Yeah, so each one of them you can buy independent from each other. Okay, Omnichannel okay. operations includes parcel visibility, so you get that in that package. But you can buy parcel visibility standalone. If you want visibility to before you ship it, that's kind of omnichannel operations. So if you want to help like understand what's happening before you ship, um, that's that's omnichannel operations. And then warehouse operations is is focused on the four walls of a particular facility. So all those can be purchased separately. Um Pretty powerful if you have all of them, though, because then you have kind of like all the data in one place and and really can tell the whole story. Yeah, and they work well together. So um, shout out to our Easy Post customers. It sounds like parcel visibility, really easy. So you're used to the parcel visibility stuff at Easy Post. If you are an Easy Post customer, we should talk about EP analytics. Okay, next question. Always everyone's favorite question, James. Cost, money. What is the cost of implementing 
Easy Post Analytics. For current Easy Post shippers that are already buying labels through API, there's zero costs to, for implementation. Uh, there's just a, a small monthly fee to help uh, pay for customer support and infrastructure to get the, the applications and, and the visibility going. And, and that also gives you access to our customer support team, which are very knowledgeable about shipping. Uh, a lot of our customer success is is a lot more high touch. So it's not just like, hey, something's not working, but it's like, hey, I got this business question. What do you think? We like love those questions because we come from the industry and we want to help you with your data, not just like give you a dashboard and let, let, let you walk away. Um, and then for more robust uh, implementations for WMS or, or OMS, um, we, we're generally in like the five to 20,000 range, depending on uh, how much time it's going to take in order to stand it up. So we have a, a standard fixed fee uh, based off of what applications are, are involved. Okay, awesome. That sounds pretty standard. Um, what about ROI? What can they expect in terms of ROI? Is you know how long is that going to take? What what should they hope to see? Yeah, so ROI is always hard to measure in like analytics applications um, because there's a lot of uh, benefits that that may come up. Like you're gonna you may find something that that could save you a million dollars, but like it's not a guarantee that you're gonna find something. Um, but we'd like to measure things in two different ways. One is cost avoidance. So by signing up for Easy Post Analytics, you don't have to pay for the data engineer, the data scientist, the data analyst in order to build and maintain the infrastructure to do this in-house. So like by buying our managed service, you're going to save a lot on headcount and just technology fees of trying to do this yourself. Um, two, there by uh, by just having the right visibility, there are many operational improvements that can save you money. So if you improve your fill rate because you're managing orders more effectively, uh, that could that could be three to five X on ROI. Uh, if you uh, decrease your turns, uh, if you decrease your contact center operation because you're handling orders more effectively and canceling less orders and customers don't have to contact you as often, uh, that, that has ROI associated with it as well. So yeah, with the combined cost avoidance as well as operational improvements, customers typically see a five to 15 times ROI um, on our annual subscription. That's awesome. Love it. Okay. Our next question, somebody had our security nervous people had their back for us. So how does EP analytics make sure, you know, security is going on, that they're safe, privacy, data, all of that? Yeah, the first thing is that even from our early days, we became SOC 2 type 2 compliant and how and continue to get audited and have our infrastructure set up in a very secure way. We take that seriously. Uh, the second thing is that we've re-architected things in, in Google Cloud's platform last year, where uh, new customers, our, our preferred method is to host it in a customer's managed Google Cloud platform environment uh, with, with their own projects that we would just have access to. Um, and by doing that, customers own their own data um, so that there's, there's more limited concerns as far as uh, security and what's going where. Um, so we, we do take security very seriously. Um, and I mean, a lot of supply chain transactional data doesn't have PII or anything that's like really high risk, uh, but we still are doing the right things to make sure that our customers are taken care of. Great. That's perfect. Um, this question probably was asked with me in mind for people who have maybe fifth grade mentality, like, like me, what is the learning curve for getting used to EP analytics or if you're getting turnover of employees, uh, what does that look like for how hard is it to learn? I would say our platform is really robust for 
people who are analysts in their job and know what to look for in terms of order management data and how to run a supply chain, people who are good in those functional areas are going to love all the features and all the data they have access to. People who are new to supply chain operations or new to role um, will probably take a little bit more time to read. Like we do have a public facing doc site that we launched last year to help with some how-to guides of what what each functional area is, how you should think about those metrics, what they are. So we did publish uh, a good amount of knowledge out there as far as how we think about using the platform uh, to be a guide for our customers. Um, but for anyone who's new, I, I would rely on our customer success team. Any new customer, we're gonna do a training and we're around uh, with any questions. So we do help with, uh, with, with user onboarding for sure. Um, but anytime, I mean, like supply chains can be complicated. So uh, for any new user, um, th there is going to be a little bit of a learning curve to to know the ins and outs of of all the data in the platform. Awesome. So that does bring me bring me then to the customer support element. Uh, what does come included with it? If you've got me on there, you know, needing to call, can I call every day? What what does customer support look like? Yeah, so we do have a dedicated customer support team or a customer success team. Um, and we have an email address that, that we constantly monitor as well as uh, setting up regular calls as needed to, to help our customers be successful with the platform. Um, that's something that we've done from the beginning. I think that our partnership will continue uh, with any new customers. So and it, it really can be as high touch as, as needed. Typically in the contract, we'll, we'll like say there's a certain number of hours. So five to 10 hours a month or something along those lines to, to help with, uh, with, with success. Okay, perfect. So we do get an agreement there and you can know how many hours and so make sure you're using them, you guys. Take advantage of those. Uh, like James mentioned, boy, these customer success people are smart and they're smart at knowing business and not just, you know, supporting, fixing X, Y, or Z. So. And uh, shout out to Tom Butt. Uh, he was a co-founder with me um, and is now leading customer success for EasyPost Analytics, as well as the other enterprise offerings uh, at EasyPost. Um, and if you become a customer, you'll you'll definitely get to know him. He's he's a great resource. I would sign up just to get to know Tom because he is smart and fun. So <laughs> you gotta love Tom. All right. Finally, any enhancements? Anything we mentioned a little bit about the the cool notification stuff you're working on for 2024? Anything else that you're excited about in the roadmap? Yeah, first I'm excited that we're officially joining the EC Plus engineering team, um, and and uh, and that along with that we're going to have much more resources in order to continue to make the platform better and better serve our customers. Part of that is by leveraging the data science skills of EC Post and and starting to build things like anomaly detection I mentioned earlier, as well as benefiting from some other things on the roadmap like Smart Tracker, which uh, will be like EC Post provided estimated delivery dates. So. Some carriers don't provide estimated delivery dates. Some carriers don't update them very frequently. Um, but we feel like as EasyPost, we can do a pretty good job predicting when things are going to deliver and whether they're going to deliver on time or late. And I think that's going to be a benefit to our customers. I love it. Um, shout out to the engineers at EasyPost. My husband's an engineer, not at EasyPost, just an engineer. But um, boy, they're smart. Boy, some of the, those those men and women are some of the smartest, brightest minds that I've seen. So I love that you're they're on your team. Any other key takeaways you want to leave us with today? We're out of time, but I, it's been really interesting to learn more about Easy Post Analytics, and I can't wait to hear more from you. Any final takeaways, James? No, I would just say this is a, a great stepping stone evolution of the product. 
um, and for EasyPost. I think that uh, just solidifies EasyPost as like one of the best software vendors in the supply chain space um, and has many offerings that can help uh, customers uh, improve their operations. Um, and we furthered our relationship with Google this past year. Uh, we launched EasyPost Analytics on the Google Marketplace. Uh, so current Google customers uh, can subscribe to EasyPost Analytics directly through their console and pay for us uh, through the portal and use commit dollars if you've already signed commits with Google. So um, just another avenue in order to subscribe to the great analytics that we've been building for uh, supply chain teams. That's awesome. So no brainer if you're Google, if you use Manhattan, if you're an EasyPost customer, really great connections. Uh, you know, that's something you should really be looking into. So thank you so much, James, for being here. I always love chatting with you. Is there anywhere, you know, if people want to connect to you or reach out, or even if they have questions about EasyPost analytics, how can they reach us? Yeah, so sales at easypost.com. You can email us. You can fill out the form online. Um, you can reach out directly to, to me on LinkedIn if you have any questions. Uh, you know, I love talking about this stuff and always looking to connect with other supply chain professionals. Awesome. I love following James. He always has super smart things to say on LinkedIn. So thank you everyone for being here. Shout out to our community. Love you. Glad that you're here. James, thanks again for being here. Thanks, Lori. See you later. All right. Everybody, we'll see you next time.